This this is always the uncomfortable bit where I have to go, and we are live, <laughs> I think. Because Zoom takes so long to go live. Ah, okay. There we go, we are live, let's go. Hello, hello. <laughs> I can just see, I can just see Norm because we're recording this on Zoom, um, and I can just see Norm doing stretches and stretching out his <laughs> neck. And he just told me he's been doing push-ups because um, this is Norm's dedication to podcasting, right? That it's is what is it? The early hours of the morning for you right now? It's uh, three a.m. Oh, and Jesus, um, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't make coffee. Um, I, I felt that from what we're talking about, like what we're going to talk about. It's, it's my coffee for today. Uh, cause conversations really feel me like I, I, that's, that's my energy like right, right now. Uh, so I think 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, I was just doing pushups and running on the spot. Um, trying to get my body moving, uh, so it can be here because oh my, God. my life is uh, behind the microphone. <laughs> I, I feel really guilty now, Norm, because I thought it was midnight and now you've just told me it's 3 a.m., which is at least three times worse. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> with a lot of interviews I've been doing, a lot of conversations, they tend to be in the wee early hours of the morning. So this is actually quite normal. And it's just a matter of just planning ahead, like, okay, but you sleep earlier or uh, more coffee throughout the day, uh, just prepping myself. But don't worry, don't worry. You're fine. You're all good. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't feel so guilty now, but I think we d- we should start with podcasting. So, Norm or Norm and Cheller, as your official website says, uh, you're into podcasting. You do a ton of podcasts. It's the thing that we both share. I've been on your podcast, and now you're on mine. And we've got to start with podcasting. And I'm going to give you quite a, an unusual type question. I want you to imagine, right, that I've never podcasted before, and how would you convince me to start podcasting? Oh, okay. I had that question brought up to me before. And luckily you, you, you asked this now because I would have trouble trying to answer this like last year because (laughs) you would always go with the technical explanation, right? It's like, Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's a show and it's like radio, et cetera. No, no. I, I would prefer to explain it through, the point of podcasting, like the biggest reason why you would want to start a podcast is if you value your conversations and you think your conversations can help somebody else's situation, then you should start a podcast because you have the medium of podcasting, which is where you have the distribution, the Apple podcast, the Spotify and everything. But then within the medium of podcasting, there's one powerful evergreen form of sending a message and that is conversations. I I went into the world of podcasting because I'm a firm believer in conversations as a medium for anything. It's just that now podcasts are the best way to have powerful amazing conversations like like the one like the one that we're having right now. Yeah. to distribute it to the rest of the world. Now, if that fits with what you want to do as a hobby, as a business, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur or as someone who really values and wants to share that moment where uh, someone shares like this amazing golden nugget, like from their life story or from their technical background, 
that made you think, wow, this is amazing, right? And you walk away feeling 1% more energized, 1% more wise, 1% more happy, or 1% more touched because you've heard this amazing story from someone. Don't you think that you would want to share that exact feeling with somebody else? And that is podcasting. So I always like to tell people, like, think about what kind of impact you can have with your conversations <clears throat> and your observations yeah. as you are saying it out loud in front of a microphone, then podcasting is the best way to share that with the rest of the world. It's quite interesting you mentioned conversations because I, when I started podcasting, my first 300 and odd episodes, I, I didn't do with anybody. It was it was just me. So do you do you see podcasting do you see most of the value for you in podcasting as in having the conversations with people? Is that where you see the power of podcasting? Having a conversation and facilitating that conversation and being able to distribute it on the internet. Uh, there is that but then you also have to have a proper definition of what a conversation is. In your case, since you're doing it solo, what you're doing is two things. You're having a conversation with yourself because you're recording solo and you're having a conversation with your audience. From the perspective of the audience, what they are doing is that on listening to your episode, which is about, you know, whatever topic it is, they are having a conversation with you. It's just that you can't hear what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Think of it like this, like the equivalent would be if Craig, you have a book out. And I know that you do have a book out, right? Extreme production. And say that I have bought that book and I have a physical copy. The equivalent of me having a conversation with you through that book would be if I bought your book and I wrote in the margins, my notes, my reactions, my responses, my highlights. Now you would never have known that. All you did was package your observations, your insights, your thoughts into this book. And then you shared it with the rest of the world. The book is the distribution, but the message is in the words. It's up to me what I do with that, right? So in the format of a converse, of a podcast, rather, the conversations, they go beyond just one person talking to another, right? That's just one of the many ways where amazing value can come out. That That's a different form where amazing value can come out. But no matter how you format the podcast, if it's just yourself, if it's just you and somebody else, or if it's just, you know, audio snippets of recordings that you went with travels to, a, you know, a foreign country or something like that, that allows you to package this experience to somebody else, a listener, who will then have a conversation, maybe even a quiet one, or maybe even a comedic one. They laugh a lot with your jokes or something with the episode, and they can have their own takeaways from there. Like, it's it, these are just all vehicles of conversation it's and it sounds a bit crazy right it sounds like it sounds like oh you know it can justify talking to yourself but honestly we have a lot of amazing and i'm sure that you can attest to this we have a lot of amazing episodes in the world of podcasting where it is just one person talking and they save millions of lives and what i mean by save millions of lives they touch the hearts of people who are willing to add to their routine yeah. a solo episode or solo show um and that adds to their overall thinking. And that's the beauty of the format. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the solo format is quite interesting because the podcasting is by and large known, for most people, podcasting is by and large known as the kind of 
the buddy kind of thing where or a conversation like what we're having now this is the you know the most typical format of a podcast you interview somebody or you have some kind of conversation but and and then the other one that's kind of picking up now um probably maybe the last five years or so is the radio lab type podcast the highly produced the npr type podcast which take you on a journey they're documentaries basically but there's a lot there's a lot of people who who go to the interview format first because i think maybe they're a little bit scared of just talking into a mic and Mm. the reason i did it talking into a mic by myself and doing it for 300 odd episodes is because i was scared of it because i'd never podcasted before i didn't know what i was going to say i mean i can talk for england but talking to yourself against a wall and in one of the first episodes i ever recorded i talked about this talking to yourself through a mic what is essentially just to a wall is really really weird and and when you when you said it's it is like a conversation still even when you're talking to yourself it still takes such a long time to get used to with the solo podcast yeah i I spent i spent a ton of time when i first discovered podcasts when i discovered people like cliff ravenscraft and i spent a ton of time listening to solo podcasts like that because there's a different level of intimacy i think with a with a solo podcast and it isn't it isn't replicated across any other medium and i think this is what's so powerful about podcasting even in radio you there isn't the one-to-one connection with somebody i think this is the this is the the key difference between radio and podcasting people often think that podcasting is just a recorded radio show and, and there is podcasts like that but they're not then they're not really because the particularly in the solo format you are talking one-to-one with somebody even if your audience is a million people you're still talking to somebody one-to-one and it's almost audio blogging and i think that's what the true power of podcasting is yeah it's that a million one-to-one conversations um in a I was a moderator for a panel actually trying to encourage more people to podcast uh, in Singapore like a, a year or two ago. And I coined the term long distance intimacy, which <laughs> which caught a few laughs uh, from the audience because it sounds really weird, but it's true. It is long it is. distance intimacy. And it's it's the routine aspect of it. Like, can you imagine like your favorite solo podcaster you say it talking to a mic. I, I will never say talking to a mic. I would say talking to you yeah. in a solo episode, like in a solo show. I would say always say talking to you because it's never, they they record episodes, podcasters record solo episodes of themselves talking to themselves because they know these episodes are talking to people or at least sending something to people. So even if it sounds like they're talking to themselves, it's always in second person, right? It's always yeah. you. It's always first person as well. It's always me. Yeah, it's not absolutely. always exactly the, the way that they would word. And you can probably chime in on this. The way that podcasters, especially solo ones, word their scripts or word what they are trying to articulate. It's always directed at somebody. And if there is no one else in the room, it's you, right? That's the ironclad rule of, yeah. you know, any uh, solo episode. And, the intimacy aspect is the big part of it. Like if I listen to any solo podcaster show 
for like five episodes straight or like 10 episodes straight. I've already subscribed. I've already checked out their social media. I instill within me the habit of wanting to check my phone, opening up the app, checking out your show and going, what is, what is he, what's Craig going to say today? Like what, what's, what's Craig worried about today? Right. Yeah. At like say 9am and like nine in the morning after I brush my teeth, I turn on my, my home speaker or something like that. And I just leave Craig on as he's talking technically to the wall, yeah. but no, to me, what like, to me, my implicit, like the connotation, the connotative meaning of it is I want Craig to talk to me at this time in the morning. So there's like that routine aspect that creates this intimacy. And, uh, it's just a matter for anyone who wants to start a show to harness that intimacy and to understand it because psychologically speaking, whenever we want to hear a show, we want to belong and we want to be part of that conversation. Most of the time for one-on-one conversations or like interview shows, it is expected that listeners want to be the third person at the table. We may be referred to throughout the conversation. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But for solo podcasters, there's no one else at the table except for the podcaster and you. Yeah. How cool is that? Like, we, it is. You don't get that in radio. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's, it's awesome. And I'm reading a book about radio at the minute, actually, because I'm, I'm trying to improve. Well, I'm always trying to improve everything, but I'm trying to improve <laughs> the craft of understanding the things that I'm missing from radio that I could bring to podcasting to improve it. And the, the, there's a lot of talk and there's a chapter in it and there's a lot of talk about the you thing, about, you know, saying you instead of they and, and never referring yeah. to the listeners. And, and yeah, I've heard that kind of thing a million times before, but it is a thing a lot of podcasters off, off, put my teeth back in. It is a thing a lot of podcasters always miss. They, they don't say you. And that's, that's partly why I, I have optimized when I'm doing solo podcasts, my entire setup and, and, and the whole thing I've got here in front of my face, it's all designed to be intimate because with, with a podcast, there's a subtle difference that a lot of people probably won't realize, but with, with a radio show, they aren't as close to the mic they'll be maybe just a little bit further away like this. Yeah. You, so you hear the slight difference. Whereas with a podcast, they're really close to the mic like this because it, the the intimacy, the intimacy is the perfect word for it. I 100% agree. It's all about creating intimacy with the listener. They are turning up and listening to your voice. There is nothing else. Yeah, you might have an intro and you might have some music on there and things like that, but really it's the voice and they're turning up to listen to the voice, so there should be nothing between the voice. And since since I started podcasting, I've tr- consciously tried to remove the things that is between the voice, be it echo, be it distance, be it the quality of the podcast, be it, you know what I mean? And I've, I've optimized everything to make the voice as pure as possible as how I want it to sound, to sound as intimate as possible, because you're 100% right that's what podcasting's about. So when you think, when people think about the quality of a podcast and people moan, well, people like me and you moan about the echo and things like that. Yeah, it it shows a little bit less uh, quality or production values, but it isn't really about the echo. It's about that, you know, you feel distant like this, you know, you're not, it's not, it's not the same. It's about being close to the person because you don't have the visual connection. It's, you've got to make the connection 
close through the audio. So it's really important, that intimacy. There, there is also a certain respect to the listener. If you actually do cater for sound quality to that extent, um, you don't know in what situation the listener, like how is the listener listening to your show? You have yeah. no clue. Are they in the car? You know, are they doing their morning dump? I don't know, right? Like it could be a speaker like in the bathroom or something, yeah. which is, you know, some people actually do that, right? Are they just leaving out there um, on Bluetooth speakers in the house or are they on noise canceling headphones? You never know. But mm-hmm. if you can at least do or cater to a decent standard for sound quality for your voice, you don't have to go full on with like the, the music or... Um, Anything like that. It's more on with respect to the listener situation. What can you do to treat your voice? And that way they can, you know, edit the settings from their side to control the ways in which they can listen to your conversations. Like if you have too much echo, then you can't really hear what the person is saying and then they will just drop off. So that's a win-win for everybody. You want to help it. You want to help them to listen to your show in a better way. Uh, I've dropped shows where the noise is just too much and I feel yeah. sad about it. Right. I, like, I agree. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really tragic actually. It's really unfortunate because you know, there are tons of tools out there that can just, you can just stick the MP3 file in there and then it'll come out a little bit better, right. Mastered and less echo, etc. It's just some treating would be great. Um, not, not to call anyone out, but uh, might as well just call him out. Like Gary V's show, I've dropped his show like multiple times. And he is a prolific content creator. And uh, and he's got a massive team as well. There's no excuse for it. Exactly, right? Like we podcasters have been doing this for years, uh, you know, just from our laptops. And then we already have all the tech and then we have to juggle everything on top of social media marketing, on top of all this, on top of outreach, etc. But he has a team, but he is like recording with like the, the microphone in a shirt sleeve or something. I don't know. There's just so much, so much noise, so many artifacts uh, in the background. He, he uses his AirPods. I, he uses his AirPods a lot, don't they? And they are terrible audio quality, even the AirPod Pros. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've never really used the AirPods before. I'm not really that much of a Mac person, but uh, I've had quite a number of people who, quite a number of guests actually, who would use AirPods as their microphone. And I'm like, uh, well, I mean, okay, sure, sure. And I'm, I'm, it's okay because that's once the recording is done, I, I can always treat it later. Um, I just find it sad that, that if you want to create a show, you would want to commit a lot more to the show to create this experience that you want to be part of. Yeah. Like why, like, you know, the best rule or, the best standard or the best test to see whether your show is worth listening to is if you are okay with listening to your own show, minus the bit about it being awkward listening to your own voice, because once, once you're a podcaster, you'll get used to it. Don't worry. Um, but beyond that, like if your sound quality is good enough, then you can start referring your episodes to people who may find wisdom in certain things that you have talked about in your show, which is one of the ways that I, do market my show. I always just refer people to like specific segments of a conversation on this topic from this show that I've done or something like that. Um, but to cater for that, you need to make sure that the quality is good. 
So yeah, you know, lots, lots of things that irk me a little bit, but. I think no, it's, it's, it's an important point though, because uh, Gary V's philosophy, and it's his philosophy across all content marketing, is that it's about the content and not the quality. And it's about yeah. making as much content as possible. And I agree with that to a point. And pretty much everything that Gary V's ever done has has adhered to that. But his his YouTube videos started getting better quality and everything started getting better quality. And I, I think you can, in a visual medium, particularly YouTube, I think you can get away with it. But yeah. when the only thing is the audio, there's nothing else. You can't get away with it as re- as as easily as you can with a video. Uh, and even even when the message is really strong, the thing I find with Gary Vee's podcast a lot of the time, because it's things spliced together, the noise levels are often different. So yes, yeah, and that, and that's, that's just big. really annoying when when you're listening to one part of the podcast and it's low, and the next part's too high, and, and yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So I think it's an important point to to mention about the quality thing that you don't have to get obsessive about it, like like I am, and probably you are. But you, the, there is a there is a lower barrier that you should look to meet, and generally, that's just caring enough. If you just care about, you know, to buy a mic, be close to the mic, not right back here, just be close to the mic. You pretty much don't need to learn much else if you can be close to a decent mic. Uh, and and there's lots of decent mics out there, and it's easy to find that information on Google. But you've got to care about the audio because it's the only thing between the listener listening and the listener only listening once. I found this a lot. I don't I don't think it's just me being an audio snob. I, I'm the same with a podcast. If the podcast the if the quality isn't great to a certain level, it's it's kind of like a three strikes and you're out for me. If mm. if if there's a couple of snafus in an episode, fair enough. But if I'm if I'm struggling to listen to it, if I'm struggling to hear it, or if I'm always having to fiddle about with my volume, it just takes you out of the podcast. I want to be in the content. I, you know, I want to be lost in the content, no matter what it is I'm listening to. If it's a good conversation, I want to listen to it. If it's an interesting documentary, I want to listen to it. I don't want to be having to think about how to listen to it. So it is a it is an important point about quality. Uh, even on the lower level. Yeah, these are all distractions, right? Yeah. It's it's not it's not part of the message you're trying to send. Like you don't want to send the message, oh, I don't care about your listening experience. Like things like echo and things like artifacts that that are within the realm of your control. Like if you can, you know, if you can take those out, that'll be fantastic, right? Maybe next time just you know, put up a blanket right behind your microphone or something like that and find a way to get rid of all those things. But um, yeah, uh, and another point on that is what I've noticed recently since more and more podcasters are uploading more of their things on YouTube and there are more and more tools where you can cater for a better uh, video and audio combination uh, recording, which is mainly geared towards podcasters, which is pretty cool since more and more people are uploading their shows on YouTube is that you have much more leeway when it comes to editing your show for clarity and or pausing if it has a video element to it. So when you start say watching the video version of a YouTube, like of a podcast that is on YouTube, 
people would leave a lot more pauses. People would leave a lot more ums and ahs, filler words, etc. They don't mind leaving that in. So essentially the raw version uh, of a podcast. And I think it's because when you have nonverbal cues, which are right in front of you, you can forgive as the listener, as the consumer, you can forgive them for not editing that out. But because of the intimacy aspect, when you're listening to only the audio version of this conversation, the audio version of this show, that's all you're going to get. You're only going to get the audio. You're not going to get the nonverbal cues. You're not going to get a picture of the guest going like, hmm, ah, I wonder, uh, right? Like going to get a drink or something like that. Yeah. Because these are not part of the show, the only avenue for you as the podcaster to increase quality is the audio quality. That and probably the footage, but then like, you know, interviewing skills and conversational skills are a whole other, uh, a whole other beast to deal with. But yeah, yeah, if anything, if anything, guys, take care of your sound quality. Seriously. Like I want, I want to listen to your show. I don't want your, I, I don't want your lack of quality control to deter me from listening to what you have to say. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like a contract if you think about it. Like I choose to listen to someone's show. So that's dedicating, you know, some time in my day to judge whether or not I want this person to be with me for X amount of days for the amount of times that you have an episode out. So yeah, but totally. Yeah. I can talk for hours on this. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I completely I completely agree with you uh, on, on all those points. And one one final thing I want to say on it, I think yeah. with, with, if you are looking to do a solo show, the the editing has to be much tighter because there is only one voice and you you have to you have to make sure you make your voice interesting and you can get away with it a little bit more with a with a conversation type podcast and that's not to say that you should but you can and i think with a solo podcast they take they take much more effort to think about those kind of things and one other final point on quality is that if nobody cared about quality audio quality why did they hire radio people with a radio voice why do they do that if nobody's really that bothered about quality there is a direct link just like there is with visuals it's been proven many times before that quality design makes somebody consume something for longer and think is easier to use it's the same with, with a voice if if you've got a radio voice or it's just nice to listen to you could be talking about anything and people are going to stay tuned because they just enjoy listening to your voice yeah and another example is the macbook it's not exactly the fastest laptop in the world but it's the prettiest <laughs> and when you open it it's design wise it's amazing and uh I, i'm not i'm not a mac user but I got to say, it's, it's freaking amazing. Like you feel the keyboard and everything. Like I, like I would totally have one just because it just feels it. The aesthetics make me feel good. And in the case for podcasting, the quality of a show gives me a quality experience. So if anything, that's one takeaway. If you want to start a show of your own, um, also to make sure to batch record a lot of your episodes. Cause, uh, sometimes, that you're going to have bad days where you don't want to record. 
and at least you have a backlog of episodes you can just release. So that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and not and I, with the thing about the the voice, the radio voice, is you you don't. I'm not trying to discourage people who don't have that voice because uh, the, there is also value of people using their unique voice uh, in audio, but it is a big important part of the voice. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to sound like a radio, you know, the, the big, deep, booming voice, a little bit like the voice that I've got. You don't need that kind of voice, but a, th- there is techniques and things you can pick up and the the, the it, it's funny because I was listening to the back to the first ever episode that I recorded the other day when I mm. first got into podcasting and I, I tweeted it as well. And What's interesting about that episode is I scripted most of it. I, 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 I scripted probably the first two or three minutes of it, definitely, word for word. And my voice was completely flat and all the same. I, I should have queued it up for this. I could have played a bit of it. That would have been fun. And it, <laughs> it, it essentially, it was terrible. It was just really flat all the way through. And then to listen just... 200 episodes down the line because I was doing them every day to listen 200 episodes down the line the way that my voice had transformed is just unbelievable and that that wasn't because I had the voice because the first episode I didn't have the radio voice it's took me a long time to work that out and to work out out, out you know how to use the full part of your voice and use the your entire chest and everything and slow down a little bit and not do mm, ah, mm, 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 and all that kind of stuff all that comes with time but I wouldn't have learned any of that stuff if I wouldn't have started podcasting and the reason I asked you the question at the very beginning of this was how would you convince me to start my own podcast and I really liked your answer but I've had other people say to me don't start a podcast and I've seen people writing articles about this. Don't start a podcast. We've got enough podcasts. Why are you starting a podcast? And I fundamentally don't agree with that. I think if you've got something to say, start a podcast. And even if you're not sure where you're going to go with that podcast, still start a podcast. Because I still, to this day, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this as well, to this day, starting podcasting was one of the best things I ever did because it's completely changed the way I speak, which has had multiple exponential effects all, all, all over the place from talking to clients, from, from doing presentations to people and everything. And it's helped me market in a very easy way as well because I, I really enjoy podcasting. I was doing it every day. It first got me into the whole personal branding thing. There's just tons of things, but what, what, what do you think about starting a podcast now, today, even though we've got millions of them already out there? Would you ever discourage somebody from doing one? Oh, I have so much to say about that. Um, I, I like those articles. I like reading those that say, oh, we have too many. We should, st- should stop. Don't, don't start a show. Um, honestly, that's bullcrap because we only have like 1.5 million out right now. And we think that's a lot because 1.5 million, I think it's 1.5. I believe it's 1.5, but anyway, let's just say it's 1.5. 1.5 million shows to listen to, right? That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of shows, right? So it's not only 1.5 shows. It's like out of those 1.5, how many of those are, you know, hundreds and hundreds of 
conversations or narratives or solo episodes, etc. That's a lot. So, okay. so apparently, sure. sorry to budge in, but the statistics are 850,000 active podcasts and over 30 million podcast episodes. Okay, so that's 30 lot. million podcast episodes, right? That's a lot, right? With just that number, a lot of people can conclude that there's too much. I can, I can see that. But here's the thing. We are only looking at that number within the context of podcasting. And I think that is fundamentally flawed because, Craig, let me ask you. I know you, you produce a lot of content, okay? Can you give me an estimate as to how many YouTube channels are there out right now in the world? Oh, God. It, 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 mm, 10 million? 100 million. Oh, yeah, okay. We're, we're thinking millions already, right? Yeah. Right? Okay. Will that stop anyone from starting a YouTube show or a YouTube channel? It shouldn't. No. Why? Because I I don't see... With with content, I don't see it as fundamentally a commercial thing. I see it as an expression thing. And I think I see it as a creativity thing. And I think that's more important than the commercial side of it. Exactly. So if YouTube or video is just another medium to showcase a message, showcase an insight, share a wisdom, then podcasts are pretty much the same thing what you're doing with the 1.5 million statistic is that you should be comparing it to the number of blogs in the world, the number of YouTube channels in the world, the number of, I don't know, like brands that are sharing content or something like that, right? Yeah. So we shouldn't, as podcasters, we shouldn't be comparing that statistic with within the context of just a podcast. We should be comparing that statistic as podcasting as a medium compared with other mediums to show the growth trajectory of podcasting as a whole. Honestly, I encourage a lot more people to start their own show and to not think that just because you start a show now, you will be lost in the sea of other shows as well. That's because, unlike, in genuine honesty, that's just because people just aren't marketing their shows well enough. Uh, that's, that's probably the biggest factor because we think of it as noise. We think of it as as soon as we start a show and we start marketing with other people, you are now fighting with the listeners who have the attention span limited to only a certain number of shows. And then their options are the 1.5 million. Yeah. That's actually very, very off. Like you only need to capture a certain amount and then it will grow organically. There are certain ways where you can grow your show and then you'll be perfectly fine. Like you'll be perfectly okay. I don't see any of these numbers as a deterrent for you to want to start your podcast. I honestly think that 1.5 is actually too little yeah. and that you should be pushing for more. Like we're only in the first wave, the second wave podcasting only started in 2004, 2005. And then it's, we're only seeing acquisitions. We're only seeing new companies in like the last like seven to eight years. And with, with Serial coming out in 2013, 2014, and then now you have other narrative shows, um, true crime shows as well. People are upping the ante on production. People are exploring different ways to give you an experience through the medium of podcasting. But there is plenty of space for anyone to start a show. And on the benefits that you said before, I, I, I had the same as well. Like me starting my own show was what allowed me to 
to quit my job and then go freelance. And from there, I started another show that helped me set up the first podcast summit in Asia. And then I connected to all the experts who spoke there. And these are people who are like CEOs of like companies uh, in like India, Philippines, Singapore, and all that. Like I never would have gotten any of that if I didn't start a show. And it's not like I was a professional radio broadcast background guy. No, I was in fintech. Like <laughs> what does a fintech guy know anything about podcasting? But my first show was on, uh, my first show was about short story fiction. I wrote fiction on Quora and I narrated that into a show nice. and I just put music and I didn't know anything about audio. Like I didn't know anything about leveling or mastering. Right? I was just having fun. Like you said, I was just expressing. Yeah. And this was, I think, I don't know how many shows were active at that time. So it's like 2017. I'm assuming it's like 600 K or something like that, but below the, below the 1 million mark, I was just having fun. Like I was just doing great. The way that we express our need to be behind the mic is different because you started off with a solo podcast and I started off with a solo narrative. So yeah. that's different ways, but we both got into the world of podcasting and that allowed us to benefit in other ways. There are these second order effects like, you know, confidence, voice control, the ability to see podcasting as an industry, to see it as another marketing channel, to see it as another way to repurpose content, all these sorts of things. But none of this, none of these numbers should stop anybody from starting a, a, a podcast. Because if all these numbers should stop someone from starting a podcast, then there will be no more new YouTube channels. There will be no more new blogs. The reason why we think it's too much is because we think the 1.5 million podcasts represent the entirety of the world. We have 7 billion people. That's, we barely have the market for podcasting prevalent in all across the world. But then if you start looking at the different markets, at least for me, from my experience looking at Asian markets or at least in countries uh, here, you barely capture any of the attention. So we are in the early wave of podcasting. And if you really want to dive into it, I honestly think that you, you should start building a pillow fort putting a phone in the middle and then recording into it. And then boom, you have a solo <laughs> podcast. There you go. <laughs> I, I completely agree on every point you mentioned, but it, there's, there's a couple of other things to mention. The, the, the number one thing is that these yeah. articles saying that the podcast market is saturated are always written by podcasters. So they're, they're buying necessity. They are buyers because they already know that there's lots of yeah. podcasts. And for, for me and for you, when I get, another podcast idea and I go search for it and there's already one that's doing it I'm like oh my god everybody's done everything so <laughs> it's natural to feel like that when you when you're kind of in podcasting but for but for the wider world you're right a lot of people don't listen to podcasts have never listened to a podcast some people don't even know what a podcast is some people still don't know how to download a podcast so there, there's still a huge market out there it's still very niche even with the 850,000 podcast figure active podcasts there's probably three billion inactive podcasts and I'm probably a billion of those um so they, there's there's a lot of podcasts out there but it still is nowhere near white uh, mainstream in any sense of the word and the things I always think about is 
this is a this is a strong thing for content. And this is the thing I always try and get people to think about when they're thinking about starting a blog or Twitter or anything. The thing that everybody always says is, well, somebody's already saying the things that I'm saying, so I can't talk about those. And they always say it in that voice, obviously. And the the thing to remember is that your voice is unique, especially when you are podcasting, because it is literally your voice. There is nobody else that sounds like you, thinks like you, talks like you, and puts sentences together in the same way as you. So for podcasting, anybody is naturally optimized to do a podcast because they have a unique voice. Nobody sounds the same as them. Even their identical twin doesn't sound the same as them. So on that point, your voice is unique. Start a podcast. And then number two is the depth of value with podcasts. And this is the thing that's not really been touched upon yet, I don't think, because I, 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 run a, I run a design agency. I have not convinced any one of my clients to do a podcast yet. And I don't know many companies and corporates doing podcasts to promote themselves. That is still a huge market that's still untapped that I can't tap into. And I've been trying. And the reason I bring that up is because Anybody who is an expert in something has the ability, and this is where podcasting is unique, they have the ability to record a 10 or 15 minute podcast, hell, even an hour podcast, all about one tiny little thing that is hugely in depth on one subject. There is no other medium that allows you to do that. You can do it on YouTube, but no one will watch it. But with podcasting, because the way that people consume them, like you mentioned before, doing other activities often, going for a walk or doing the washing up or, yeah, even sat on the toilet. Because people consume podcasts when they are doing something else, you have the ability to go very deep on a pro- on a on a subject. And that is untapped right now. So even if somebody is doing a history pod- podcast, and there's a million history podcasts, you can do uh, a, a historical podcast about where you was born, about a specific period of one to two years between your age, and people will listen to it because it's highly targeted, specific, and it's in deep in, in one subject. And then the other factor, which I still think is really important about podcasts, and I still think this whenever I ever discover somebody has a podcast, when the, the whole oh, you do a podcast. That was really cool. There's still something cool about a podcast, right? Even Mm. though everybody, apparently everybody's got their own podcast. It's still a medium that seems like it isn't easy to start. So it isn't the point, oh, well, you've got a blog. Nobody cares about a blog. If you say you've got a podcast, it's still, it's still a show, isn't it? You know, it's, it's the Norm Cello show. It's still a show. It's still broadcasting. It still sounds showbiz. You still can't get that from any other medium because they're so saturated. It's the personality aspect, I feel. And I mean, it, it does trace back to the intimacy part that we were talking about before. If someone were to try to articulate their message through a blog, you'd have to be a damn good writer to hear the voice of the writer as you're reading this article. And nine times out of 10, blogs are normally not that great. In general, if you try to explore many different blogs all around the world, the most popular ones 
tend to be in like the top 10%, right? It could be like prolific writers that we know, etc. But podcasts, they, we're a little bit more forgiving in terms of what you're trying to say and how you're saying it. Normally, whenever you do your first episode, you you know talk about yourself, etc. What you want to do and the mission behind the show. Um, that helps a lot in setting the foundation for the listener to have an impression of your voice so that the next time that they listen to your episode, they think to themselves, oh yeah, this voice reminds me of my impression of them, which is, oh, you know, Craig is from the UK and he's done this. He does a design agency and he's been doing solo podcasts for so long. What's this episode going to be about? You've already set the foundation because the voice carries so much more than just written word. And that's why I think it really helps. And I think I lost track of what I was trying to say there, but <laughs> but there's a greater value uh, in, in being an authentic self through podcasts. Uh, well, from what you said just now, I think it's the remnants of the world of broadcasting that create this initial image of what we think whenever we hear someone say, oh, I have a podcast because we start to associate it with this published audio show. And the closest imagery is radio. Yeah. You turn on the radio, you have these radio personalities who sound professional. They're telling the news. They're always up to date. They have these amazing guests that are on there. So we always assume that someone has a podcast. It's just like that, right? It's just mm -hmm. like when you tune in to someone's FM. Podcasts have that same feeling as well. But it's up to you to convince them otherwise later on that you're more relatable. There, there's this uh, distance between the broadcast company and the listener because most of the time you have many different factors that stop the listener from becoming a little bit more intimate with, say, a broadcasting FM, like schedules that are always live. So you cannot miss it. So you'd be gone completely. Or adhering to certain policies that the companies might have. But a podcaster can do, can say anything they want. That's great because that means that they can, that means that the podcaster can polarize, which is really, really important. You want to stand firm on certain beliefs and missions and messages that you always say over and over again with each and every episode that you publish out there so that you can find the people who say, oh yeah, this is what Craig's been saying for so long. That's it. I'm going to be a believer. I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to follow. You built your tribe around this show and all the opportunities can come in um, uh, a lot more. Like I think um, when I was starting Pod Lovers Asia, which is a show about Asian podcasting, I didn't know anything about Asian podcasting. I, I started that show because I was frustrated. I was really annoyed. And I, I didn't say it in the show because obviously you want to keep up a front, but <laughs> a, lot, a lot of, a lot of podcasting news, it's always, it's always geared towards certain countries, right? US, UK, Australia, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But what about Asia? So I was annoyed. I was like, where, where, where the hell are all the guys around me that are podcasting? Where, where are all the independents? Where are all the companies that are, you know, getting invested because they're, they're trying to get investments to start a show or whatever, right? I want to know about them. So I started the show to find out more about that. So I was on a clean slate, but I was the only person who had that level of curiosity and the willingness to start a show based on that. Yeah. Huge difference there. 
right? If we were put into a room of people who were, are just as curious about Asian podcasting as me, how what percentage of them will want to start a show to seek the answer to that? Little to none. I'd probably be the only person. Maybe somebody else might do a blog. Maybe somebody else might do a YouTube show, but not a podcast. I don't see anyone else who is in the same niche as me for this. And if I do, that's great because then we can collab, then we can create win-win situations, then we can capture the creative audience. So uh, podcasting is a very empowering format because you rarely ever get competitors. You don't get competitors. It's more like, it's more like you are now introduced to different angles or different opportunities to put in more effort to market, to put in more effort to trying out a different creative endeavor, to put in more effort in scripting a little bit differently, trying out a different idea, etc. Making your show a little bit more fresh than usual. You're always, you're always tense or you're always kept up to your toes when it comes to trying out something new to make sure that your show is always new and alive, but still feel just the same as, as it always been for each and every listener. So I I think, I think it's because, sorry, go on. No, no, no. I I was just, I was just going to say, I think I lost track of what I was trying to say, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I think the competitive thing or the lack of it rather comes because it is you right? No, I can't yeah. be you. I can't, I can't make another Norm Cello podcast because I, I can't be you. Fundamentally, I can't be you. So it, it, it might be easier for me to copy a blog or copy a Twitter account, copy the style of something like that. I can't copy your voice. And that's, that's what, that's what makes it. I can copy the format of a podcast. Sure. But I, I just can't, you can't copy somebody's personality in that in that same way that's what makes podcasting so powerful and i think I'd, I'll, i'm gonna let you go shortly because i know it is now three forty-five a.m <laughs> uh yeah yeah it's like three fifty. but yeah. I, I, I just want to finish on one more point and we haven't even had a chance to talk about polymaths note-taking rome research and the fact that you're doing rome fm we haven't had a chance to talk about any of these so we're gonna have to do another one all right. Yeah, sure. Sure. But, how, oh, wait, how free are you right now? Like, do you have anything else after this? Cause I, I, I'm going to be honest from this talk. I feel a lot more awake, like <laughs> genuinely, like I'm always up to continue, but I, well, uh, the only thing I have to do is order some food. So if, <laughs> if, if, if you're up for it, then, then maybe we'll go again, but let me just make this point and then we'll leave this podcast and maybe do another one afterwards. Okay. The, the fun thing is so damn important, right? This is the thing that when I started podcasting, I didn't get the fun thing. I wasn't doing a podcast for fun. I was doing it. My first ever podcast was to promote the fact that I knew all about marketing design and blah, blah, blah. So it meant that within probably about 50 or 60 days, because I was doing it daily, within 50 or 60 days, I was bored of it. I wasn't bored of audio production because I was only just getting into that, but I was bored of the topic that I was talking about. And this was a fundamental shift that I made probably a year or two ago now to optimize for fun first. And anything that I do now, podcasting or content creation or anything like that, the only way I stick to them is by doing something for fun first. So 
I've, I've changed for now the get doing podcast to mostly be conversations like this because I enjoy them and I find them fun. And I think that means that other people enjoy them too. And then the other podcast I'm making as well is one called free music discovery, which is, which is just fun. It's purely for fun. It's just a a couple of friends listening to royalty free music and rating it. And it's kind of a game show type (laughs) feel. And that, that, that is purely for fun. There is nothing else to it, but by optimizing it for fun first, it could potentially lead to interesting things in the future. And I'm always learning new skills doing it. Right. So that's the, one of the biggest, most important points I missed when I first started podcasting. And you've mentioned it a bunch of times about fun. Make sure what whatever you're doing, and this is why podcasting podcasting can be so good. Make sure it's fun if you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of shows, like a lot. I have six under my name. <laughs> and I produce shows for other people. Like that's part of my freelance thing. Um, there's a lot of parts of podcasting I don't like. I have to say, like a huge caveat there. Like I, I'm not a fan of, you know, editing and post-production because so, sometimes like this, it's important. It is important. But these are struggles that I'm willing to go through because overall, nothing to me, nothing is more fun than having an episode out there that people will listen to. Nothing. Like there is nothing, nothing more amazingly powerful to me than being able to share this recorded moment in my life that I had this amazing conversation with somebody and then having that posted out there for other people to listen to. Because now what I felt can be shared with other people. To me, that's fun. It's fun because now I can share that happiness with other people. So yeah, yeah many different ways to articulate fun through the, the medium of podcasting. Uh, so if anyone wants to start a show, honestly, you should start one and then define your de- define your success as did i smile after recording if yeah. it's a yes post it i want to hear and send me links people if you have a show send me links there's no better <laughs> way to finish than on fun so it, you've got about 20 seconds is there anything you want to plug right at the end your website or anything like that uh you can just find me at normancella.com that is my online business card so all the links to all the things I do will be there. So you have my other various shows and that's norm.com, which is where my blog is. So that's pretty much it. Cheers, Norm. We're going to chat maybe again now or sometime soon. Speak to you soon. <laughs> all right. Thank you.